Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is a bonus episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Now, as ever, let's begin by banging these bongos. Hey, hello, hello, how are you? And welcome to this bonus episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Well, today, we're not bringing you a visual artist, we're bringing you a vocal artist. And he's also a musician, comedian, and for the last couple of years, he's tried to get a Christmas number one. You may remember his song from Christmas 2020 that reached number five in the charts. It was a humorous yet politically charged song. The lyrics had subtle yet nuanced undertones that criticised the Prime Minister of the time. And the singer-songwriter's feelings towards the Prime Minister was subtly woven in the title which was Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt. And it reached number five in the charts. Of course it done well. The BBC banned it, so what always happens? People want to download it, they want to buy it, they want to see what the fuss is all about. And yeah, it got to number five. And a year later, Boris Johnson was still there. So they come back with the sequel. Boris Johnson is still a fucking cunt. And that is, of course, cunt and the gang. Although it's spelt with a K, so it's alright to say. It's not the C word. This year, cunt and the gang are going for Christmas number one again. He's not focusing on just the Prime Minister. It's the whole bloody lot of them. The title this time is Fuck the Tories. It's a message that most of us can it's a message that most of us can relate to. And at the end of this episode, Cunt will be telling you how you can help get uh, fuck the Tories to number one. It's a very simple procedure, but very effective. So take note of the uh, email address that Cunt will give you at the end of this podcast, which I'll put in the show notes anyway. It's just a fast track way of multi-streaming in a really efficient manner. So it pushes up the charts a bit lively. And I think he said there's something like 10 remixes. 
Cunt has sent me over the original single mix, which I'll uh, tag on the end of this episode so that you know what to look out for. So please, come and join me and Cunt and the gang talking about his Christmas number one, Fuck the Tories. It's Cuntmas! How are you, mate? Are you good? Yeah, not too bad. I had a late one last night because I've been trying to sort out all the versions of the single because there's 12 of them. And it's, it's a fucking nightmare because you, you give everyone a deadline and there's always going to be like at least fucking three or four people go a week over. <laughs> Somebody goes two weeks over. So I try to give them a really early deadline, but it's just, yeah, it's just the same as always. Because there's 12 versions of it, it's 12 things you have to fucking chase up. Mine, I've, I've done, I think I've done two, two with a band. And then um, there's a couple that where, where I've got involved in, like, remixes of Centre and Falls, and I've mashed them up with someone else, you know. <laughs> Have I you got anyone else to do one? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's loads. There's, uh, so our drummer's in a folk band, so they've done, like, a proper old, like, traditional folk nice. version of it. And our guitarist, uh, we've, we've made, like, a fake metal band for him called the Armageddon. And uh, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah. He's, he's been like the last few singles he's done his own metal version of it and then I've got a few like proper remixes Cassette Boy who does like you know like yeah, yeah. on YouTube he's done one how cool is that oh do you know what it's, it, and it's so fucking good like he's, he's just sent me like his little rough video of it and you know like it just takes it to a different fucking level I would I like be correct in thinking that he's done your words but with clips that he's nicked from places yeah, he's basically he's he's taken like the the framework of the song and used the instrumental, but then he's used, <laughs> he's used it to go through all the conservative prime ministers since they got in power, um, and and like everyone gets like a little fucking. I tell you what, it reminded me of like when as a kid I went to see um uh, went to Disney World one time. Stuart never lets me forget that I went to Disney World as a kid. Yeah, no, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh. There was this thing called like the President's Hall of Fun. And yeah. it was these anim- animatronic robots of the presidents. And each one would get up and give a little speech, you know. <laughs> give you yeah, yeah, yeah. But Cassette Boy's basically done that with the Prime Ministers, but Brilliant. just like just each talking about their time in power and what they fucked up. And and it's all all in like one minute and fifteen seconds, and then finishes with them all singing the chorus of the song. It's good and it's funny. Yeah, and, and you know, and and the, the, all the technical aspects and stuff. I've got nothing but admiration for how, how he does it. He's, he's fucking Super. amazing. Well, for anyone who's listening, I'm talking to Cunt from Cunt and the Gang, and you've got your third s- Christmas single coming out, haven't you? Yeah. So, could you give us a little background into you, the band, and how the first song come about? I know it's going to take a take a bit, but I hope you've got a cuppa on the go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd always wanted to record an album. Like, I, I used to make sort of electronic music on my own, electronic comedy songs. Yeah. And I'd always had in mind that I wanted to do something with a punk band. But the older you get, like, all your mates have got kids and fucking, you know, and you have to arrange everything around their wife's social schedule. Like, yeah. it's a fucking nightmare getting four of you in a room. Um, but eventually we, we put this punk band, put this punk band together and called it The Cunts um, with a K. So, so we put this band together, and just before lockdown happened in 2020, sort of unbeknownst to us, lockdown was kind of coming. We recorded, uh, recorded this album of just like a lot of the old sort of comedy songs that I used to do when I was touring around with it on my own, uh, but just sort of punked up. 
And um, the last song that went on the album, just as we kind of went into lockdown, um, the last song we did was called Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt. And what um, was the message behind the... <laughs> <laughs> it's, one, it's one of them things I, I, I think you can spend a lot of time carefully crafting something. And uh, I mean, I've, I've found this a lot with social media over the years, is you can put loads of time into something and you'll get no traction for yeah. it. No one will appreciate it. And then you stick a photo up of someone someone who's had a Rolf Harris tattoo and it gets 2,000 <laughs> likes. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that there is, there's lots of people, you know, kind of talking eloquently about what's the matter with the country and the government. But for me, it was just a very simple observation. And I don't even think at the time, you know, looking back, I didn't really see it as a polit political statement. I just yeah. saw it more as a statement of fact. We've got this bloke who's running the whole country who's just a massive fucking liar. <laughs> you know, and and no one, you know, no one seems to be calling him out on it. Yeah, and, and he's um, being covered by all his mates. They're all well, sticking up for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and this and this is the thing, you know, and and the idea that that went on that whole fucking time, you know, like, you know, for, for a period of years before someone eventually went, oh, hold on a minute. You know, <laughs> yeah. We can't put up with this anymore. And once <laughs> one went, they all went. But they all, they're, they're all fucking complicit in it. Super yeah. Jabbing, all those ones who resigned early, they were still complicit in it for all those years, you know. Yeah, I think they realised the shit was about to hit the fan, wouldn't they? So they thought they'd get on the side of the fan rather than the shit. Oh, of course, yeah. Just rat-faced cunts deserve <laughs> shit, <man. laughs> um, yeah, so so we did this on Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt. Just as just it was just the track on the album, and we put the album out um, uh, to the. So I did it as part of a lot of Kickstarter things. So I put it out to all the backers, and then put the album up on Spotify. And then when was it? I suppose it was uh, September of twenty twenty. Um, Ginger from the Wild Arts yeah. um, uh, just tweeted a link to the song on Spotify and put Christmas number one and a question mark and. Well, I mean, it just kind of, you know, you're like, oh, right, yeah, that's funny. And then, you know, started to get people going, well, what do you reckon? <laughs> Could we? Shall we? Well, I mean, this is the thing. is there more people that say it. And then, like, shortly after that, John Malter, who done the Rage Against the Machine campaign, yeah. um, who, who I know from sort of being, uh, being an Essex ad as well, uh, tweeted tweeted about and a link to the song. And then Charlie Brooker did, like, towards the end of October. And then once Charlie Brooker's done, you know, you think, well, fucking hell. We might as well yeah. just give it a go. What you got? What you got to lose? The songs there is recorded, and we was just going into. Um, I think we was just going into another lockdown, and then just before Christmas, Boris, had, who, who had told everyone, all, yeah, because that's what he does. He does he, nothing's based in fact. He just tells people what he thinks they want to hear, and then hopes that hopes yeah. it'll happen. Hope it comes true. Yeah. Yeah. And so he told everyone they'd be out to have Christmas with their families, and then of course the shit hit the fans <laughs> with COVID and. And uh, it was all cancelled at the last minute. And so, you know, the Boris Johnson is a fucking company just, just, just flew. Yeah. And, Took the life of its own. Yeah. And, and uh, ended up at number five in the Christmas charts, which, Brilliant. you know, given you're up against all the Christmas streaming and that sausage roll cunt, you know, and uh, in, on the one show and all that fucking stuff, you know, for a song with no radio play, no TV exposure, just a, a load of angry people online. The benefit of it is, when something is blanked out in the chart, but they're not allowed to say, as soon as people hear that who may not have heard the song, they want to go and hunt down to see what all the commotion's about, don't they? 
that that's the thing as well is um, I mean the BBC and the media sort of became part of this conspiracy to hide it like that, that so that that first year when Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt got in the charts they said there's a song about Boris Johnson with so many rude words in it that we can't play <laughs> and they didn't say the name of the band or anything yeah but then the second year when so obviously like you know rolling on a year people are going, well, what are you going to do this year? You know, because, you, because you've done it once, like, people think, oh, right, well, you must do that all the time then. And I was really fucking loath to, to go back because it, it is a lot of work, like, sorting yeah. out a campaign like that because we ain't got a record company, we ain't got a publicity company. No, you, just you're like, just doing it, you're a bloke in his, in his shed, more or less, isn't it, yeah, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's basically the long and the short of it, you know. And what I love... He's just sitting there writing songs and making up little melodies and stuff yeah, like and, yeah. and all the promotion and stuff that comes with something like this. And you've got to be like, you've got to be very thick skinned. And also, you have to basically be Bob Geldof for a month. <laughs> where where you, you're just keeping going on, on YouTube, going, you know, please fucking buy it, please fucking yeah, buy it. Yeah. And like, it's a bit of embarrassment because I don't like that promotion side of it. But unless I, unless I do it, yeah, you're no. not going to make it happen. No, you're not going to make it happen. So with all this in mind, like eventually I got my arm twisted and wrote Boris Johnson is still a fucking cunt, which was exactly the same really as Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt. Of course. Song. We did it to the tune of Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll. <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted, to open that, I wanted to open a conversation about who was a bigger cunt. I, w I wanted someone to say, you can't do that. It's a Gary, you know, it's Gary Glitter. <laughs> yeah. but, but no one, no one, you know, the press just did not want to mention it. It was yeah. Gary Glitter. They all just wanted to like, you know, because he's the elephant in the room. But I figure like... There's room for another elephant. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, you know, whatever you think about Gary Glitter, you know, and obviously he's a horrible, evil cunt. They're great songs, the, the Glitter yeah. songs, right? And the songs didn't interfere with kids, did they? Well, there's a photo of me, cunt, when I was a kid. We went to, like, a Butlins or one of them type of things. And um, there was, like, a kid's fancy dress. Yeah. And there's a picture of me as about, I don't know, six or seven. I loved Gary Glitter as a kid. And there's me dressed in all this gold. My mum had made me this glittery gold fucking V-neck thing that come right down to my belly button. And with eyeliner, she'd put all hairs on my chest. Oh, like no this. You. I mean, could you imagine someone wearing a silly wig? I had, no, no. <laughs> I had this fucking wig on. And I don't know where I, if I come anywhere in this um, fancy dress thing. But, well, um, seen you either come somewhere. Yeah, as soon as he, as soon as it come out that he was a nonce, I was like, oh fucking hell! I, I, that was a really cute photo of me as well, and now I just look like an apprentice nonce. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that. But that's the trouble, isn't it? Is it's, it's like all those fucking lovely memories from when you were a kid? You know, are just gradually one by one being tarnished by just these rotten old cunts. I went to see the Glitter Band a few years ago. It was is this on about you on about in like the nineties or recently? No, 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 this was like maybe ten years ago, seven or seven or eight years ago. Yeah. I was playing the Scala in King's Cross, and um, I mean they were fantastic. But the weird thing was, there was blokes there with the Gary Glitter look. You know, like the evil wizard, yeah, the old yeah. head, the little little grey beard. And, you know, you think. Fucking hell, like, that's not a good look coming to see this band, like. Yeah, bag, bag of sweeties and a puppy under the arm. <laughs> so that was the first two. So the first two were, like, more or less football chants, weren't they, with, a, like, some music. It was yeah. just a repetitive line. 
Yeah, yeah, that that was the idea. Was you know, um, just to basically get the message across really simply and effectively without you know, because what what I wanted to do like with with the first Boris Johnson song was not you know not say why he was a cunt because I thought pretty obvious why he was a cunt. You know, just wrote the song with that one phrase, Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt, and just repeated it over and over again. And then the second year, with Boris Johnson is still a fucking cunt, I had people saying to me, I thought he was all right last year, cunt, but it turns <laughs> out you were right all along. <laughs> but what I wanted to do the second year was, again, not put words in people's mouths, because by that, by, you know, by Christmas 2021, I yeah. think it was pretty obvious to most people that he was a cunt for lots of different reasons. But what I didn't want to do was say all the reasons I thought he was a cunt and alienate people that thought he was a cunt for other reasons. So <laughs> yeah. thought, just stick with the, you know, stick with the thing. It worked last year. And as it turned out, it did sort of work. But in doing the other versions for it, um, uh, I had one that, um, do you know, uh, DJ Destruction uh, Shoes, mate, who used yeah, to be in yeah. serious problem with him. Well, he, he done a remix for us and I ended up, doing like a little rap on it when you actually started thinking about the multiple reasons why he was a cunt um you know i ended up he lied about his brexit deal he lied on the side of the bus he liked his wife he liked the queen he lies to all of us and, and once you actually start working out all the reasons he's a cunt you could go on for quite a long while about it and so that that sort of works as one of the alternative versions but i think kind of in retrospect I should have just nailed my colours to the mask and said why all the reasons why. Yeah, but you knew, you'd have needed an LP, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, th I think there's a 45-minute limit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even like when you watch Question Time, you still have the odd Tory stand up and go, but all he done was ate a piece of cake. And you're yeah. like, are you fucking serious? No, but but the, th but the thing is, I mean, this is, this is something that um, all through lockdown, where I was going out, going out for walks more, I walk past the corner shop every day and just look at the tabloids headlines. <laughs> yeah. and, and the way the Mail, the Express and the Sun talk about what's going on is completely different to what's actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, their combined readership is millions of people. And so millions of people were really surprised there was a song called Boris Johnson's a fucking cunt yeah. and Boris Johnson's still a fucking cunt because as far as they're concerned, he's doing a really good job because they get that reinforced to him every day through, through what they read. Yeah. Well, it's like that Matt Hancock being in the jungle the other week. People were going, oh, he does come across all right, doesn't he? And I was going, yeah, but just remember, he's not yeah. just like an arsehole. He's a proper nasty cunt. Yeah. That's not him. <laughs> the the one who killed all of those old people. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the real one. COVID in the care homes, Matt. <laughs> exactly. Oh. <laughs> no, but, he's, but the thing is, he's a politician. So, of course, he's going to be able to present all right. But yeah. then you like, you know, you get little glimpses into it when you see him like straightening out the t-shirt over the chair with, yeah. with his number on. Like, you know, it's, it was just a big PR offensive. It has largely fucking worked, but then I think the people that have been won over by him probably weren't engaged with what he did in the first place. Yeah. I don't think anyone who really knows what he did through the pandemic, you know, of, of, of sending the old people into the care homes with COVID. And and um, you know the dodgy fucking PPE contract handouts and millions of fucking quid to his mates, you know who who, who had never sourced or, or yeah, the, the pub landlord, wasn't it? All of a sudden yeah. was a PPE import guy, exporter. Yeah. yeah, I mean it, it, it's so fucked, you know. But ho I mean, hopefully all that will come out in the inquiry. But yeah. 
you know, these inquiries, nothing ever really, there never really seems to be any consequences. No. And, uh, you know, and off, there's been such massive fucking mismanagement of our money. And that's the Tory party as a whole, which brings us to this year. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, so I, I, mean, I, I, I do feel like in a lot of ways, I probably don't want to spend forever doing these Christmas campaigns. Like, I don't want to become like Michael Bublé, like you see Christmas coming out and you're just yeah. fucking dreading it because you know you're going to have to do that. But I don't know, I, I think if there's ever a time for a protest song about the cunts in charge, you know, and sort of the wrecking of the economy this year that's cost just people, just normal fucking people who are paying mortgages on their houses, that's yeah. cost them like hundreds of pounds a month. It's just so fucking reckless. And it's our, it's our money, like it's always our money, and it's always us that end up footing the bill for it, you know. And that's before you even go into just the fucking persecution of, uh, of people in poverty and and you know and, and the unfairness of of the way the money always fucking goes up to the top, you know. And it, I mean, it's it's just also fucked. I figure, you know, this is the year to, to for a song called "Fuck the Tories," and if it ain't going to happen this year. It's, it's never going to fucking happen. Yeah. Well, funnily enough, I, I know I'm jumping in again. Have you, do you know an artist called, or a, an artist duo called Jake and Dinos Chapman? You may have seen them because they was um, like, they had grotesque mannequins of children with cocks and cunts on their faces. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you I, remember I, them? I know, I know of that, yeah. Jake is the, is the younger one. They were, they were two brothers. But he's always been quite political. Well, when that Dominic Cummings got booted out at number 10, yeah. You know, he went walking out with his box, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He put the box down on the side and had this artwork. And it was a Jake and Dinos Chapman artwork that he'd taken out of number 10. Yeah. And then Rishi Sunak has said that his favourite artwork was this um, Jake and Dinos Chapman artwork. Uh, he said, for, for years, I've made it plain, I hate the Tories. He <laughs> said, and all of a sudden, I'm their poster boy, you know. I think they do it just to be cunts sometimes. <laughs> yeah. and, and also, just to appear relevant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one one of the people that's done a remix for the for the single is is a mate of mine, Mr. B, the gentleman rhymer, who does sort of you know rap. He, he's like basically a, a Victorian gentleman, you know, <laughs> uh, tackling rap. Michael Gove came out and said he was a big fan of Mr. B, the gentleman. I mean, it's just the worst publicity ever, isn't it? You know, yeah. someone who's a cunt of that kind of stature, fucking backing your stuff. Like, yeah. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. So so this year uh, we've. Uh, Done a song called Fuck the Tories. I mean, it sounds like a really terrible idea, I think, on paper. <laughs> um, you know, a really obvious idea. But 
I thought what I'll do is I'll see it and I'll write the song. If you shit, then I just won't do it. Yeah. And and as it happens, I don't know, just some something happened as as I kind of wrote the song. I, I just think you know it's it's not great blowing your own fucking trumpet, but I think it's all right. You know, it's, 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 I was surprised. I only heard it this morning. It yeah. popped up on my social media feed. Oh, it's, and, it's just, it's literally just like, we've just put the video out today. Yeah, it was. I think it was like two hours old when I saw it. Yeah. Because it's got lots of people involved. You've got the whole band involved. Yeah. And there's a little narrative to the song as well, aren't there? Well, I think, I think so. Yeah, it's just largely just talking about all the things they've fucked up. And, and I've, I've, you know, having uh, used the camp word uh, quite a lot over the last two years, and it's been quite prohibitive to getting any radio play. <laughs> Uh, you know, or, or TV stuff. I thought we won't use the camp word this year and see how it, you know, but as it, as it ends up, we've just replaced it with lots of fucks instead. So it still won't get a mention. Or it might get a few asterisks in between the uh, the F and the K, won't it? Well, that's what we, we what we tried to do was put the word fuck in it and then just put a little asterisk on the O of Tories. Like, <laughs> that's a, that's, that's the, the swear word. Thing. Yeah, that's the word thing. <laughs> and how can anyone listen to it and more so there is a way to to generate the download isn't there what we need people to do if you want to get on board with fuck the tories is um between the 16th and the 22nd of december um you can go on to the you know the usual platforms like amazon and itunes and download it and there's various versions of the song and every one you download counts as a sale in the main chart. They all get counted separately in the Amazon and iTunes charts, but for the main chart, they all get counted together. Nice. And then also streams count. So what, what we do is we make a special website, which is this year it's theconservatives.info, and that has all the information on. And come that week of release, um, just before the 16th, there'll be links to all the downloads and also links to special streaming uh, lists on Spotify. And what people have been doing is over the last couple of years, he's having like a seven-day streamathon. So they'll get like a spare device and just leave it running. We've had carefully curated playlists with all the versions, and we make the versions short so they generate more streams. <laughs> I mean, it's brilliant. Like, it's a real fucking science, and every time you do it, you learn something new. Like, um, but yeah, that, but you have to do that because obviously, like, like I say, not going to get any radio play, not going to get any TV exposure. The press don't don't want to mention it. So what we do is that's how we level the playing field by having lots of different versions of it for people to download, Brilliant. and it all and it all adds up. And people sharing it on their socials just make that makes the difference because it just helps people find out about it, which is the biggest battle. So yeah. thanks for having us on here because it just it's just a load more people that are going to find out yeah, about of it course. might not have known it was happening. Yeah, because the chart runs like uh, the chart sales run like Friday to Thursday, and then the chart was announced on the Friday. I've got to say, I remember the run up to the first one. Your best mate Stu is a, a, a mate of mine as well, and listening to did you have, yeah you had your podcast out at the time, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, so I always hijack the podcast just to give it a, <laughs> give, it a, give it a little push. And and I think at that time your podcast, which was called Acceptable, which is called Acceptable in the eighties, had been running for about three months when you started this, hadn't it? Yeah. So we started the podcast in was it September or October 
2020 because that was like 40th, our 40th anniversary of knowing each other. Because we yeah. met, I can't remember whether it was September or October. We worked it out. We met at Cubs in 1980. So we had this idea that, yeah, to celebrate the 40th anniversary of being manacled together, we <laughs> uh, start this podcast where we look back at the month. 40 years ago. So every yeah. podcast is like an anniversary of that. Within about 20 minutes, I'm not just saying it because you're here. I said it to Stu at the time. Within about 20 minutes, it become my favourite podcast. Oh, bless you. Thank you. I mean, I'm a tad older than you, but everything that you were going on about, I'm remembering with a with a smile. And the love you two have got for each other shines through, as well as the odd bit of disdain. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but that's the thing. When you've known each other that long... You can stab each other in the front. Exactly. There's just loads of festering resentment just bubbling under the under the surface, <laughs> you know. And it gets, you know, and also just just ridiculous fucking things that get brought up time and time again. Like yeah. he 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 wants to move every single conversation around to the time I went off travelling, and I only lasted two weeks in France to come home again. Like any opportunity to bring that up. It's a great podcast. And as I say, the, the love that you two have got for each other does shine through. It's so fucking fun. And, and Stu needs another podcast as well, doesn't he? Because he's only got about 15 on the go at any one time, hasn't he? I mean, I, I think because people, people say to me, like when we, when we start a podcast every week, he always goes, so what's first? And people go like, what well, he really doesn't know. And I'm like, <laughs> no, he does 25 fucking podcasts every month. So of course he has no idea what's going yeah. on. The idea is was we were going to get it out on the first Friday of every month. But we normally like, because he does 25 other podcasts, finding a, finding a night when he can recall and have a beer and ain't got to get up for boxing the next day or something like that. Like, uh, but but, that, but I mean, that's, that's the reason we started doing the podcast in the first place, because we was meeting up you know, for a beer every few weeks or every month, and we'd just sit there and have a laugh. And, and I mean, I remember Stu saying, like, a long while ago, maybe well over 10 years ago, like when the Ricky Gervais podcast came out, yeah. saying when we were sort of having a boy's beer, we should record this, like, you know, like they had. He was on about it for years, you know, and he, he eventually, like, he started up the podcast with Chris Alcor listening, and then eventually, like, you know, I think my our friendship was the last thing in his life he hadn't monetized. So... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, just, we just decided to do that. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's an excuse to meet up regularly, which we sort of were doing anyway, you know, but rather than them ridiculous fucking conversations about 80s celebrities' cocks going off into the ether and, you know, they're, they're now, now recorded for posterity. <laughs> and because Stu has now got himself a sort of air of respectability and yours is quite the opposite... Yeah. It is funny that he's trying to sort of push himself away from the gutter, but you won't allow him to. No, we're, we're like step-toe and son. <laughs> it is exactly that. It's exactly that, isn't it? We've just nailed our relationship. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, he, was, he was the one who was going around cottaging, wasn't he? I think he was. <laughs> he, <show>. was. <laughs> he was. Like Stedman from Five Star. <laughs> <laughs> they went to my school, they did. Oh, did they? Yeah, I didn't know that Stedman got done with cottaging. Now, he, 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 when he caught with his cock out, like out in the in the entrance to a public toilet or something like that, <laughs> was there any know. signs of that at school? Right, Stu has asked me to ask you a couple of questions. He said to ask you about your, um, I don't know what you'd call it, guerrilla vandalism. Um, so this was like back when I was working, because I've always liked a bit of graffiti, like, yeah. you know, back from being a teenager. I, I think this all started. There was... Um, 
up on the top of Osset Road, uh, where Palmer's Boys College used to be. Yeah. They knocked that down, and then they put all you know put all the shuttering around it. And um, I remember sort of walking and driving past there, and just seeing the shuttering go out, and thinking like, oh. And there was some bloke like painting it all white, and you know, he's fucking hell. And so we used to come back like where we went out clubbing a lot in London. And um, it'd always be me or, or Stuart driving, normally me in my uh, Ford Escort estate, and we get like seven of us in there. <laughs> so this one night, we stopped by this massive fucking white hauling. I mean, it was like, you know, I don't know, like 30 metres long, and went around the corner, and we just decided we were going to write cunt as many times as we could. <laughs> all, over, <laughs> all, over, all over this hauling. And... Um, so we, we did it and, and we wrote because we were in in our, in our band Serious Problem at the time, wrote Serious yeah. Problem across the middle of it and then just wrote Cunt. <laughs> like, I mean, it must have been like fucking 70 times or something all yeah. over this holding. And then, I, you know, like a serial killer, I returned to the scene of the crime the next day and just sat in the bus stop across the road <laughs> watching buses full of old people go past it and just like, you know, with their jaws down on the floor. Yeah. So, yeah, we used to do lots of things like that and... There was another um, down opposite the Gazette office in Athway Road in Grays on the chemist across the road. They had a big, um, big billboard there, and uh, it was around the time I think it was just after like the Leah Betts stuff. So there was a, a massive like advertising billboard saying which one's the killer, and the E of the of the word one was in red. So we yeah. know which one of these E's is the killer, and so. Um, I photocopied Peter Sutcliffe, the Yorkshire Ripper's face, on the photocopier at work and just went and pasted it over one of the E's. And, and do you know what? I took, you know, went back the following day and took a photo. It just fills me with immense fucking joy, just like yeah. of it. There was another one. They uh, they knocked down the old Acorn pub in Stifford Clays and, again, put all the fucking shuttering around it. And it was going to be McCarthy and Stone's retirement flats. And so there's these massive fucking pictures of this old boy giving this old girl some flowers. And so, again, because I had the use of the works photocopy where I was working, working for the council, I photocopied out Harold Shipman's face oh, and put it over the old boy. So it's just like Harold Shipman offering this old girl some flowers. <laughs> I was oh, not, it just man. looked really fucking funny. And um, Stuart, when I see when I see show, he says he, he's his old man had said to him, um, "Oh, your mate's been at it again." <laughs> <laughs> Superb. It's a shame the fucking phones and social media weren't about at the time, wasn't it? Oh, I, I mean that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's them them kind of things. But I always, you know, I always took took a photo myself, just you know, because that's, that's oh, I love fucking love all that shit. Oh, do you know what? I've got one up. Bear with us, I'll show you. Go on. I, I, I fucking hated Jamiroquai. There was a massive billboard advertising his new album. And so um, I stood, <laughs> up, stood up on top of my car. Brilliant. Wrote, he's a retro cunt under it. And then, <laughs> then little fucking um, silhouettes of him did a little spunky cock. Could you just tell us about the, the Edinburgh Comedy Fringe? I don't know. I, I don't think I ever really properly thought it through. <laughs> but, you know, about all what, the best laid plans start like that, don't they? But, but, but do, you, do you know what? I think I think this is the thing. He's like going back and writing writing my book about all the stuff I've sort of done over the years. Is you don't really you don't really plan it, but I think the fact you're in that kind of headspace shows you you're doing the right yeah. things. And you know, like I'm definitely not Malcolm McLaren. It's not all like massively <laughs> fucking you know scripted and planned. You know, it's just like oh that'd be a laugh. 
yeah, the, the Edinburgh thing. So I was going up to Edinburgh in 2011 and I, I played the played the fringe two years before. Like the, the standard thing was you get 5,000 flyers made up. So you take these big boxes of flyers around and just like give them out. It's quite hard work and quite like demoralising giving out flyers, you know, like having spent two years giving out flyers. I thought, right, there's got to be an easier way than this. And so I had this idea of having these stickers made up, a brutally drawn cocks, but with a little um, QR code on that people could scan and find out what they were all about. And so I just kind of naively thought that I'll give them out at the end of the show. Every show, there'll be 100 or so people there, uh, you know, and a few people will stick them around on the posters. And what I didn't realise was people would, you know, get, get into it with, with such... <laughs> such zeal um, <laughs> and like the first few shows people were just grabbing big handfuls of them and within a few days they were fucking everywhere like uh-huh. all over the other performers posters which is is sort of what i'd envisage but not to that to that extent no anyone with an open mouth bird bending over like, <laughs> you know there, there was just these cocks on everyone's posters and it, of course it made all you know lots yeah. of the other acts really angry and, and the promotions companies that had spent hundreds of pounds on these poster sites really took umbrage of it and threatened to sue us and all this kind of stuff, you know. I got a phone call from Alex, who was running the free fringe, you know, where yeah. I was playing, just saying, mate, you're going to have to stop giving them cocks. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got no control as to where they go. They're just to stick up for someone to put on their books or whatever. Well, the, the thing is, I've put instructions on the... I've put these stick... <laughs> These stickers are designed to help other shows by jazzing up their street posters. Okay, all right, I'll take back what I just said. <laughs> come by name, come by nature. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do what I say on the tin. <laughs> and just to finish off, can you just say um, how anyone can download the song? So, fuck the Tories. If you go uh, to uh, theconservatives.info, uh, there's still is, it, is it the Conservatives or Conservatives? The Conservatives, despite what I posted on Twitter earlier on. <laughs> I'm so fucking disorganised. That's why I can't run this. I need a leg restraint or something. But yes, it's theconservatives.info and then everything you need to know. Uh, you know, if you've got any doubts about my integrity and stuff, I'll gone into a long list of frequently asked questions and you can pick holes in that from there. Brilliant. Well, come, thank you very much for your time, mate. I really do appreciate no, it. Thank you, Gal. I appreciate it, mate. Nice one. Well, hopefully meet up with Stuart and have a beer at some point. Definitely. Fuck the Tories, fuck, fuck the Tories. Fuck the Tories, fuck, fuck the Tories. Fuck the Tories, fuck, fuck the Tories. Cos we've had enough of them fucking us. Fuck the Tories, fuck, fuck the Tories. Fuck the Tories, fuck, fuck the Tories. Fuck the Tories, fuck, fuck the Tories. Cos we've had enough of them fucking us. They fucked up the economy, they fucked the NHS. They fucked up the environment, we're in a fucking mess. They fucked up public services, they fucked us through and through. It's time to stand up for ourselves and say, fuck you! Fuck the Tories, fuck, fuck the Tories. Fuck the Tories, fuck, fuck the Tories. Fuck the Tories, fuck, fuck the Tories. Cos we've had enough of them fucking us. They only help the richest, their cronies on the press. We pay more tax than ever, but we get a whole lot less. They persecute the poorest, now the workers are on strike. While this unelected government do what?
Tories Cos we've had enough of them fucking us You might say you don't vote Labour Or you wouldn't vote Lib Dem But the time has come for anyone that isn't fucking them Fuck the Tories, fuck, fuck the Tories Fuck the Tories, fuck, fuck the Tories Fuck the Tories, fuck, fuck the Tories If you've got an exhibition or any other creative project within the arts, or even just want to promote your own artwork, you could do that in podcast form similar to the one you've just listened to. They start at a convenient price point that is comfortable for any artist working on a budget. This podcast itself is created by working artists and we know how important that is. So to find out more information, you can email us on ministryofartsorg at gmail.com or on Instagram at Ministry of Arts Org. Ta-da. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.